We won the championship last season. Now what? We'll talk about that. We'll recap the start of another T-Bird season. Plus, we'll get fan reactions from the home opener and talk what's upcoming here for your Seattle Thunderbirds on the schedule as we kick off a brand new podcast for your Seattle Thunderbirds. T-Birds fans, let's fly. You're listening to Let's Fly, a Seattle Thunderbirds podcast. Join us every other week for interviews with your favorite T-Birds players, conversations about how the team is doing, fan stories, and more. And now, here's Tyler. What's going on, T-Birds fans? Welcome to Let's Fly. I am so excited. This is the very first episode. You are all witnessing history here. Our very first T-Birds podcast episode launching today. Thank you so much for joining us, for listening, wherever you might be, wherever you're listening to podcasts, or maybe you're watching on YouTube right now. So excited to have you here. Man, can you believe it? Hockey season is back. It feels like we just finished things up, but we are back. And it is another season of T-Birds Hockey. I was talking with some people at the home opener just a little over a week ago and uh, getting reactions, seeing how people were doing. How was your summer? Uh, did you get enough rest time? And somebody asked me, Tyler, did you get enough off-season relaxation time? And I think about it for a second. I don't really think I got to enjoy the off-season as much as I wish, but... Not getting a long off season is a good thing. It means we were playing deep into the season. And we're going to talk a little bit about that here in a little while, but want to give you a rundown again, let's fly a brand new podcast series here from the Seattle Thunderbirds. We're going to be doing this every other week. Um, so wherever you, again, you're listening to podcasts, whether you like to watch, listen in your car, uh, make sure you have us subscribed um, so that you get those new episodes every other week when they come out. We're going to be interviewing players. We've got an awesome interview coming up here in just a little while that I'll tell you about in a second. And recapping games, how are things going for the T-Birds this season, talking standings, talking player performance, all of that great stuff. And then we're going to engage with the fans a little bit. I love getting to spend time with you guys at games around and we are just going to have so much fun this season so i want to hear from you and so there's a couple ways you can do that but if you see me at the games make sure you come say hi to me say tyler i want to talk to you about something with the podcast we'll get you on the podcast so we get to share some this week what's on our first episode we're gonna start off with a little bit talking about championship i mean come on it's only been four months since the t-birds won the championship we still got to take a moment to enjoy it Last year was magical. We got to squeeze as much out of it as possible. But then we're going to start jumping in, talking about this season, how the T-Birds look so far, what's going, you know, what's going on with the team. Um, and so we'll jump into a little bit of that. Also going to be talking some of fan reaction from opening night. If you saw me out on the concourse and around um, on opening night against Portland, I uh, was running around, grabbing interviews, want to know what people's expectations are of this season. I'll share some of those here in a little while. And then what's ahead? 
T-Birds are prepping for the first East Conference swing of the year. They got a couple more games before that here at home. I'll tell you all about that. So here we are four months after the T-Birds won their second ever WHL title. It has been a f exciting four months to celebrate everything that's gone on for the Seattle Thunderbirds. May 19th, WHL championship, a 3-1 win at home against Winnipeg. That was an incredible memory. I've had some big moments in my life. There was me and my wife getting married, my son's birth, uh, uh, the, the state championship race that I got to participate in when I was in high school. But I got to say that like that, don't tell my wife this, but that championship game, the energy in that stadium, 6,000 people going nuts for three hours and it ends with us hoisting the cup, it's up there in some of the biggest moments of, of my life and, and experiences that I've gotten to be a part of. If you were there that night in May, you just know it, it had the energy, it had the excitement. Um, so that was the 19th. And, and then things started to keep rolling. T-Birds make it all the way to the Memorial Cup final, May, June the 4th, not the outcome we had all hoped for, but still, to make it that far, to be one of two teams in the entire CHL playing, to play the final junior hockey game of the year, that's just an incredible, it's an incredible team performance. And what you think about has to go into months and months and even years of preparation to get to that point. It's a pretty special three-week span there. And then it kind of continues. You know, there was, there was this big hype up to the championship and the Memorial Cup. And we felt like there was going to be a little bit of a fall off, but we still got to celebrate. We still got to enjoy it. And then June 28th, six T-Birds drafted into the NHL. And if you're a T-Birds fan, and that wasn't maybe the most exciting part of the season, I get it. But when you think about it, that's why we're all there. That's why we're cheering the boys on. It's exciting to represent our team, to represent our city, uh, to represent the region, um, and to, to have that sense of accomplishment. But when you think about it, these boys are here because they have a dream of reaching the next level. And getting to witness six of our players get drafted into the NHL was the second most, tied for the second most, by any Seattle Thunderbirds team drafted in one draft. Um, only eclipsed by the 1997 draft. Uh, again, Patrick Marlowe goes, goes number two uh, in, in the 97 draft. And, and just that 1997, uh, 96, 97 team, the only other team up until several years ago uh, that won a conference championship and made it to the WHL championship um, for the T-Birds. So a pretty special group there as well. But when you think about the groups that have been playing over the past five or six years, this is the most T-Birds players that have been drafted in the last decade in one draft. So it was a special group. So many great memories over the last four, five, six months, even though just the last year, thinking all the way back to the heartbreak that was losing in the championship in 2021, 2022, coming back, building. We had some absolute party moments at the show this last year. Uh, when I was thinking just off the top of my head, that game two Western Conference semifinal against Prince George. Second period, 
There was a five on three that Prince George got for two full minutes. They had five on three advantage. Um, and, and the T-Birds killed that off. I've never experienced um, the, the excessive show center as loud as that moment. So just, a, uh, I get chills just thinking about it, but that was one of my favorite moments. If you have a favorite moment, we'd love to hear about it. Um, one of the ways that you can engage with us, we're going to be sharing comments uh, that people send in to the podcast, but you can share with us. Um, you can email the show. It's T-Birds Podcasts. That's T-Birds, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at Outlook.com. Send us an email. Send us a note. Uh, you can answer this one question. What was your favorite memory from the 2022-2023 season or the the West uh, the WHL championship run? We'll share some of those on the next episode of the show. But that kind of puts a bow on last season. Now we can start moving into this next year. And at this point, point of this recording, uh, T-Bird's three games into the season so far. Um, and a lot of changes, a lot of uh, adjustments being made. The team's starting to figure itself out, trying to learn how to play with each other. We, we, we counted. There are a lot of players that had significant contributions to this team and the success that they saw last year that are not on the roster. And there's going to be those growing pains. But what's so cool is that we're three games into the season. T-Birds have a record of two and one through those first three games. And I want to talk about those games here in a second. But two and one, it's way too early to be peeking at the standings three games into the season. Uh, but all you need to know is that there are three teams in the Western Conference that have one loss or fewer. And one of those is your Seattle Thunderbirds. Now we'll throw out how many games have been played at this point because there are teams that have played a lot more games than the T-Birds. But still, some resiliency, some some grit, and uh, as we'll see, we'll talk about the games here. Uh, there's been some trying moments so far here in the, the early start of the season. But this young team, buoyed by some of the veteran presence of t players that have gotten to play in championship games and championship moments, they seem to be up to the task for, for not going into full rebuild mode. I think that's the initial reaction. Oh no, we won the championship. We can, we can be excited. We can celebrate. But now what? Now what happens? We won the championship, but what's next year going to look like? Well, it uh, might not be exactly to the same level of last year, but there's a lot of confidence both in this organization and the T-Birds organization and uh, at the at the home opener that I got to talk with some of the fans about. So uh, start off uh, first game of the season, September 23rd, taking on the Wenatchee Wild. Welcome to the WHL Wenatchee. They were the Winnipeg Ice as of last season. They've moved to Wenatchee, um, and they're being embraced by the Wenatchee um, uh, population there. And so it's exciting to add another team. When at the Winnipeg Ice, the second best team in the WHL last year because they made it to the championship game uh, that the T-Birds played against. But T-Birds held their own against a, uh, a, another team that's starting to figure out what it'll be like not having some big pieces of their own that made them successful as well last year. The, the Wild in that game, they led 2-1 after the second period. 
Uh, but Braden Coots coming in early in the third, scoring his first WHL goal. Uh, Coots was the 2022 first round pick by the T-Birds, 10th overall in the 2022 draft. So a really solid prospect for the T-Birds and coming up big um, in one of his first games in a, a season where he's going to be a big contributor to this team. And then Sam Popovich. One of the things that you have to rely on going into the season is veteran presence to step up in moments where you need them to. Sam scores the game winner in the final moment uh, as the T-Birds go on um, to win a final score of three to two, pick up their first win of the season. They go one for one, one game into the year. So then we head to the home opener, the 30th, September 30th versus the Winterhawks. We're actually going to skip this and come back to it. So I, I want to talk through two of the first um, the the first two wins. Um, if you were at the show, it was an incredible uh, uh, ceremony of raising the banners. I want to talk about the game maybe a little bit later here, but not the result the T-Birds were looking for. End up losing six to one at home in their home opener to Portland. So how do they flip things back? Will they come back? October the sixth, they head back out of the road on. Um, on the road in Spokane. So they were trailing 2-0 in the first. They go on to win it 4-2. The second come from behind uh, win in the first three games. Um, Eric Aleri uh, just acquired from Moose Jaw uh, several days earlier. Scores the game winner for the T-Birds in the third. Uh, Antonio Martirana, uh T-Birds fourth round pick in the 2022 draft. Same as um, same draft as Braden uh, gets his first WHL goal. Uh, and Nico, Nico goes on to uh, uh, get his first of the season as well. Nico Majadovic looking to build on a very successful 2022-2023 season. He had 30 goals and 30 assists. He was a big contributor for the T-Birds last year, and he's going to play an even bigger role uh, for the team this year in the goal scoring and assisting um, categories. But I want to go back to Sam Popovich. So Sam scores game winner versus Wenatchee. He's scored this lone goal for the T-Birds in the loss at home versus Portland. And then he adds a goal and two assists on the road in Spokane. He scored in all three goals so far this season for the T-Birds. Um, and he's a third of his way to his goal total from the past two seasons. The past two years, he's scored nine goals total. Um, and he is... Uh, he, he's three ga three goals in three games. He's a third of the way there. He is also going to be a big contributor for the T-Birds this season. So I, I saw this on the T-Birds fan uh, page on Facebook. Uh, somebody mentioned, I got to start bringing my roster with me when I go to the games. Like, absolutely you do. There are going to be a lot of players this season that you might not immediately recognize. Um, or you might say, oh, I think I remember when they drafted them a couple of years ago. Um, but there are going to be a lot of players that contribute this year who did not play in this championship team last year. There's going to be a lot more guys, Sam Popovich, Nico Majadovic, um, so many uh, guys contributing. Uh, we saw Scott Ratzlaff step up, big performance uh, for the T-Birds, um, only allowing two goals uh, in the, the win versus Spokane. He allows two in the first, but then comes back and shuts out um, shuts out Spokane in the second and the third and route to win there. So again, it's going to be a mix of that young um, up and coming talent meets the veteran leadership. And, and it's really going to be a, an interesting situation to see 
how the players um, respond and how some of them who just were able to cruise through the season last year, how do they respond to adversity? And for some of the young guys too, you know, how, how do they respond to these bright lights, their first opportunity to shine? How do they respond to those big moments, um, their first time playing in the WHL? So a lot to look forward to. But now I want to jump back to the Portland game, to the home opener. Again, not the result you'd want to see on your home opener when you get to lift the banners and celebrate. I will say, though, the the energy in the building was just electric. And that's what we'd expect, you know, celebrating a championship, raising three banners. Um, you'd expect excitement. There's very few games in my time with the T-Birds that I've ever worked where we lost six to one and you could still feel the energy in the crowd in the third period. So I'm looking forward to a season where we don't lose six, one versus Portland. Every time they come to town that we get to go nose to nose with them. We get to go um, and, and have good showings against Everett, against Tri-City, against Spokane, against some of the big teams in the U S division, as well as some of the, um, the Canadian teams in the, in the, um, the BC division. But I think that there is still some excitement that's going to carry things. And I will say this. I had the opportunity to walk around and listen to fans, talk with them before the game, talk with them during the game. And the general impression that I got, I was a little worried. I thought maybe we were going to get some sentiment of, oh, you know, the team's going to take a step back this year. Might be a rough season. But I got to say, I was really encouraged. There was a lot of positive vibes in that building before the game, during the game, even after the game. Um, and so I I'm excited to see where things go from here. Want to give you a taste of uh, what I got to experience, some of the conversations that I've had. I had two different questions I was asking, but it was, what are you most excited for about this year? And what are you feeling heading into a new season of Thunderbirds hockey? Take a listen. All right, I am here with Mark and Jen. And Mark and Jen, what are you guys most excited about for the Thunderbird season? I'm ready to see the defensemen really step up and uh, see who our defensemen are and see how the new guys uh, replace the old guys. And I'm looking forward to seeing us winning the championship again. Hey, let's go. And who am I here with? Uh, you're here with Parker. Parker. And Parker, what are you most excited about for this year on the T-Bird season? Uh, just getting more signatures and meeting the new players. Man, that sounds like a pretty good way Woo. to spend six months. Awesome. Awesome. All right, and who am I here with? Hey, here with Pierre from Montreal. Pierre from Montreal. Pierre, what are you most excited about for this year's Thunderbird season? Yeah, I'm super excited to see the new leadership stepping in, like Nico and Ratzlaff and stuff. I think we'll have a great season. Man, that's going to be great to see. I hope, I hope it works out for us. I hope too. Thanks a lot. And I'm here with? Chadzilla. Chadzilla and Chadzilla, what are you most excited about for this year's T-Bird season? Everything. Team looks like they're going to be good. Should be fun all the way through. Man, if we could have a fun T-Bird season after last year, I don't think anybody would turn that down, would you? Not at all. All right, and who am I here with? Uh, Mason. Mason, what, how are you feeling about this year going into another Thunderbird season? Yeah, I mean, we lost quite a few first-round draft picks and NHLers, um, but I think, you know, we have a pretty good goaltending, you know, Mishnik and Ratzlaff, so it's going to be good, as well as, like, a lot of players coming back from preseason after the NHL, you know, preseason is done. So I think we're going to – I don't know. I think we might make the playoffs. That's my that's my bet. We Man, might make the playoffs. 
I love the confidence, and if we could just imbue that into everyone, I think that's going to be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, and who am I here with? Jenru, Emily, Sam. All right, and how are you guys feeling going into another year of Thunderbirds hockey? I think we have enough of the old crew that's going to help with the new crew, and we're going to have a really good dynamic. I'm excited to see how they work together. I'm just excited. We love our T-Birds. That is the absolutely right answer. Whether we win, whether we lose, however things move forward, we love our T-Birds. Yeah? Absolutely. And who am I here with? Sharon. Sharon and? Mary. Mary. And what are you guys excited for about this year's T-Bird season? The new team members, watching them develop, see what their current skills are, watch as they develop and how excited we can get for each and every one of them. We're thankful. And I have to agree with that 100%. It's always encouraging to see these young people advance. All right, who am I here with? Paul Klein. Paul Klein. And Paul, what are you most excited about for this year's Thunderbird season? Well, I have to say, I'm really looking forward to building on our success from last year and watching a new crop of young players come up I came out here during the during the preseason and during the camps, and I was really impressed with the level of skill and level of maturity that the players showed. And uh, I'm just excited for a whole brand new season to unfold in front of us. And Paul, how many seasons? What season is this for you in singing the anthem here at T-Words Games? This is uh, season number 31. 31. All right, I got I got 26 to go to catch you. So awesome stuff. We'll see you out there. All right, and who do I have here? General Manager Bill LaForge. Oh, Bill, good, so good to see you. Hey, what are you most excited for about the new season of Thunderbirds Hockey? I think just continuing on everything that we've built in the last few years and, and watching all the young players get out there and uh, have a great year. It's going to be an exciting year. I'm very excited. Well, there you have it. Lots of uh, lots of great reaction. And yes, uh, that was Bill LaForge there at the end. Uh, General Manager of the Seattle Thunderbirds, uh, Bill has done an amazing job with this team um, in a in a short amount of time. He came in to a team that had been successful, but he has shown that that cycle does not have to be as long as other teams who have won championships and experienced success in the past has been. So excited to uh, hopefully talk to Bill again here in the future. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get him as well as uh, some of the other T-Birds staff on as we uh, head into an exciting season of T-Birds hockey. Now, I am excited because we have our first player interview of Let's Fly. Uh, so was was trying to uh, think about who who we should talk to, who did we want to hear from as we got the season started here. Um, and I and I kind of kept coming back to one name. There was there was several players that played big roles last year that are back with the team, and we'll get to talk with them absolutely in the coming weeks and in the coming months. There was one guy who I was super interested in and in how he was going to, how his role was going to change, how he was going to continue to develop. Um, he had an exciting offseason um, as well. He was one of the six players who was drafted. Um, but this player uh, spent a lot of time, um, shared responsibilities last year, uh, collaborated with uh, one of the best players uh, pairings in the WHL. Uh, this player was the number two ranked goaltender in the WHL uh, in a many categories. Um, and if it wasn't for the fact that he was playing split time, a lot of the time with Thomas Millich, he probably would have been the number one goaltender in the WHL. But I got to chat with goalie Scott Ratzlaff. Uh, we talked about how his offseason was getting drafted by the Buffalo Sabres. 
um, in the NHL draft, uh, what his relationship was like with Thomas Millich, um, both in last season as well as as a mentor figure, um, and what he's looking forward to with this year, what he's feeling heading into a year where he's going to play more time than maybe the split role that he saw last year. So this is my interview with uh, T-Bird's goalie, number 33, Scott Ratzlaff. All righty. Hey, excited to be joined here by Seattle Thunderbirds goalie, Scott Ratzleff. Scott, welcome to the podcast. So good to have you here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, well, excited to have you. You are our first guest uh, of the new podcast series we're doing here. Um, and I got to say, probably couldn't start off with a, a better guy, better uh, better person to have on here because it has been an exciting last four months for Scott, uh, drafted by Buffalo in June, spending some time in camp with them, winning a championship. Just give us an overview. What has the last couple of months been like for you? Yeah, it's been busy, like you mentioned, you know, going all the way to the Memorial Cup and being able to experience that was definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity. One of the hardest trophies to win in all of sports. So it was really cool to get to go there and then, like you said, right after I went from the Memorial Cup to the Combine, and that was awesome. I got to talk to a bunch of different teams and different interviews, different coaches and personalities and things like that. So that was a bunch of fun. And then, you know, I got a little break, went home, enjoyed the time with my family, golfed a bit, got to see my buddies again, which was fun. And then right back to Nashville, I was fortunate enough to – go to Nashville and be picked in person. And that was another thing that just couldn't forget walking down the stage to meet the management and meet my new uh, path with the Buffalo Sabres. So it was just, and then development camp and then back home and then even back to main camp here and the prospect challenge, which was also awesome. Got to play against the other prospects throughout the world playing Montreal I got to play against Davey again which was fun and Svedge so it was cool to reunite with those guys again but and then back here get to back with the old team and excited to start the season off yeah absolutely wow it's it sounds like it's been uh, quite a quite a busy an off season, but not really an off season. Um, just keeping things going. But I, I want to take you back, young Scott Ratzleff, eight years old, ten years old, grown up in Alberta. Like, did you ever vision just have visions of like a four month span like that, winning a championship, going to the Memorial Cup, going to the Combine, getting drafted, being in camp? Like, did did you ever like? imagine that as you were sleeping as you were dreaming growing up uh not really i guess it's definitely a goal that you dream about as a kid but they have the expression that hockey goes all year round and you know the older you get the more it kind of spans out towards the summer but i never thought it would turn into an actual full year of just although it's the summer we're still playing hockey still things to do that will bleed into next season so Definitely was something that, you know, you dream of as a kid, but something that you really have to prepare for and schedule out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, let's go back. Championship season. Um, and there's no question here. I just want to read some of your stats because it was wild. 
2.15 goals allowed, second in the WHL, 9.8 save percentage, fourth in the WHL, first in shutouts. Like, what happened last year? I know you had a lot of opportunities, and it's all about taking advantage of those opportunities, but, but really, what, what actually happened last year? A big opportunity. I had goals set in mind last year throughout the season. It was, you know, having a good Halinka going all the way back to the summer there, last summer. And then top prospects game, the month of December that Millie went to World Juniors, that I knew that would kind of be my net to play with. And I think that was kind of the time where I had to prove to the management and coaching staff that, you know, I can handle playing a back-to-back. I can handle playing Portland Everett, those big-time sold-out barn games. So I think, just like you talked about there, giving a tip in my hat to Thomas Millick and just learning and watching how he handled the playoffs even the year before that, playing all these playoff games in high-pressure situations. So there's definitely a lot of things that I can take from him. I wanted to touch on that, that relationship with Thomas, you know, how, how important was it for you guys to have those kind of back and forth games where you split time and got to, you know, balance, you know, help coach, help assist each other. I could see you guys, you know, in between uh, the periods you were, you were talking, you were, you were communicating, like how important is it to have somebody like that, especially as you're kind of growing and maturing in a, in a role like you were last year? Yeah, I think it's huge. Just, having that mutual respect for each other and that ability to make us both get better. And I think, you know, we pushed each other not only in games, but in practices. And we have, like at the end of every practice, small area games, and we just try to make it go on as long as possible and compete nonstop with each other. And that friendly competition, we could both, like I said, mutually say that it made us better. And come game time, let's say I'm playing, he's watching on the bench seeing any sort of patterns that the team might the other team might be using and vice versa when I'm on the bench I'm seeing if they run a certain play on the power play or you know their tendency to pass or shoot depending on the players so anything that we can help each other out and you know it's kind of a contribution towards the team you know you have that end goal of winning and winning the championship and that comes through bonding together as a team so I think it's huge that we can both you know relate to one another and have fun with each other because yes we're competing for a spot but it's about signs of respect and competing in practice so we can both make each other better absolutely well and you're going to get an opportunity here now uh this next season to step into a larger role just like Thomas had an influence on you and impacted you uh, you, you got a new rookie now on the team in, in Spencer Michnick. Like, what does it feel like stepping into that leadership role this year and, and knowing that you have an opportunity not only to just lead the team as a whole, but help influence a, a young goaltender who's who's start, just starting on his career as well? Yeah, I think that's huge. I think one thing that even Odie talks about is passing the torch, and that goes with our leadership group about, you know, we had guys like Tyrell Bauer, Kelty, Jerry Leon, Jared Davidson, Lucas Siona, that, you know, when they were 18, 19, 20, they helped me, the rookies, you know, learn the ropes, learn what it takes to be a, a player in the WHL. So alongside passing that torch, it's now my responsibility or like Gus or Kevin to, you know, welcome the rookies, make them feel a part of the team and 
touching closer with Mitchie, I want to have that same competition that me and Millie had, that same respect like I talked about. Because if I can help him improve and then whatever happens in the next couple years, I move on to another league, then he has to have the same values that I can hopefully teach him throughout the years of us being together. So I think it's it's about passing it down to the rookies that are never really going to end up as the leadership group and the older guys and carrying that culture that we have here is a huge deal. Yeah, so let's talk about um, now what you've got coming up here. I know you've only been back in Seattle. I think it's maybe been two weeks at most. Uh, what's first impressions of the team so far at this point? Uh, in the season, you had two games in, had a tough game against Portland, but uh, just overall thoughts on on where the team's at and, and where they're heading. Yeah, I think we got a a younger core here this year than it was last year. We had a lot of 19-year-olds, and then this year we have five or six 16, 17-year-olds. So I think a big goal of ours is to bond the team together. And I think when everyone shows a sign of mutual respect, even not even using... I saw Daniel Charlie watched a video of not using the term rookie, but teammate. And I think that's just making sure everyone's on an evening, even playing field, not having the younger guys tense up about making a bad pass or messing up a play. Having that kind of openness and anyone can be, go to lunch with anyone. The younger guys go with the older guys, things like that. I think that's a, a main key that we want to get solidified because it's about being the best team come March, come April, where playoffs happen. And the team that can get their guys going all on the same page is going to have a much higher chance than those who are not. So I think that's kind of the goal we're looking at right now. And then once that happens, we can build off individual assets and plays, patterns. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what would you say uh, in your mind is is like a – what would be one key like development point for you heading into the season? Like what's, if you have one thing that you want to focus on, what, what do you think that is? Yeah, I think a big part about goaltending is consistency. You know, the coach wants to know what they're getting out of you night in and night out. When they put you in the net in a back-to-back -back game, they know you can handle Everett and Portland back-to-back. -back. So I think just creating that consistency you know, I think I'm going to play a little, a couple more games than I did last year, handle a little more of the workload. So trying to stay as even keel as possible, not getting too high or too low is a big part and just staying consistent. Yeah, consistency has got to be probably a huge goal, something that, that Matt's talking to all of you guys about, going in and not letting the highs be too high, that the lows kind of cancel everything out, but just focusing on carrying one performance to the next night and then to the next night. Um, yeah. So I want to get away from hockey just for a quick second because you mentioned something earlier. Uh, big golf guy, it sounds like. What's uh, what's Scott's off the ice? Like, what what do you like to do? How are you spending your time? Whether it's the off season, whether it's you know maybe a day off or an afternoon off or an evening off. Like, what's uh, what's what's some of the ways that you like to keep yourself busy and, and recharge and refocus? Yeah, I think that's a, a big part about it is finding a, a hobby away from the rink that can get your mind off the game. And like even maybe you don't have the best night, you'll, you'll always have that thing to come back to. And let's say that's golf for me. 
you know, I might not have the best practice or the best game, but I can go to the course and enjoy a couple holes with the guys on the team. So I think an escape is always a big part of being a hockey player. And golf, reading, reading is also a big, I like to read quite a bit. Um, trying to think what else. Play video games, obviously, can't lie. Video games are lots of fun. We get the guys, all the guys on together playing, and that can be lots of fun. So I think just those are a couple different hobbies away from the rink. Man, golf, video games, reading. Sounds like you got all of your uh, all your bases covered there for sure. So, uh, all right, la hey, last question for you, Scott. Um, I don't know if you noticed this or if you've seen it throughout uh, last season. There's a kid that shows up at the Accesso Showwear Center every game in the full goalie outfit. Like he's got the mask, he's got the gloves, the pads, um, and he's just, he's all out. He is like next level fan. And he's probably maybe six, seven. Uh, apologies if you're listening right now and I didn't get your age correct. But um, man, he's he's so excited to watch you. Last year it was you and, and Millie, and this year it's you and Mitch. And um, just what would you say to some of those kids, some of those up and comers there? Like, I want to be a goalie. I want to be a hockey goalie. What would you tell a young kid who wants to wants to go the path that you've gone here in the last six, seven years, and and the future that you have ahead of you? Yeah, I think for young goalies, it's learning to find fun within the game. And that's one thing I even write on the back of my mask. It's I write HSF, which means have some fun. And it's, it's kind of, you want to work hard, you want to do well, but kind of like I talked about staying neutral, having fun, finding areas where friendly competition, I'm not going to let this guy score during practice, or I'm going to compete as hard as I can. I think breaking that into categories of having fun and compete will slow the game down and trying to stay present, not worrying about what's too far ahead, what tryouts you have, if you're going to make the team, not make the team, taking it one day at a time and having a plan. So let's say, for example, I want to go out today and I want to work on my key pushes, getting across the ice on my feet, sliding down to the post, just splitting it up into day by day instead of looking at the bigger picture and getting too narrow focused on what lies ahead. So I'd say that's probably my biggest advice. Awesome. Well, Scott, thank you so much. Uh, we've loved having you here, uh, getting to join us here for this first episode of the podcast. Uh, best of luck to you. Um, and to the exciting season that you have ahead, both the team will, will be excited to see and watch how, uh, how the, the team does this year and, and some of the exciting things we're able to accomplish in a brand new season here. And that was Scott Ratzlaff, an awesome uh, interview. So great to talk with him. Excited to have him back uh, in the Pacific Northwest and excited for the season that he has ahead of him. Uh, man, that, that guy is just so focused. He knows what he wants. He's, he's super fun to talk with, but at the same time, like he is passionate about getting better, about developing his craft. He's going to get a great opportunity this next season, um, to, to prove to his future NHL club, um, the Buffalo Sabres, uh, along with lots of others, like why he is one of the premier 
uh, goaltenders in this league. So um, thank you to Scott for joining us and uh, really looking forward, hoping we get to talk again later in the season as the, as the, the team moves forward here. All right. So coming up next, want to talk about what we've got coming up. As I mentioned earlier, the T-Birds are preparing for the first Eastern Conference swing of their season. Uh, they'll head out on the road here in just a couple of weeks for six games on the road. But before they do that, we've got two more home games. The first one coming up this weekend, um, it's October 13th, Friday, October 13th. The T-Birds take on the Wenatchee Wild. Um, since the first meeting of the season between these two teams, Wenatchee's picked up a couple of wins. However, they've also lost a couple of games. They are three, four, and one on the season. Um, currently middle of the pack of the U.S. division. Um, so it'll be the first meeting of the Wenatchee Wild and the T-Birds um, at the Accesso Shower Center this season. Want to remind you, if you're coming out to the game, well, first off, if you're not coming out to the game, you should head to seattlethunderbirds.com, pick up your tickets, come out, join us. Uh, it's going to be an awesome time. But uh, if you are already coming to the game or if you've already got your tickets and you're getting ready uh, throughout the week, it is our Fred Meyer food drive. So we're collecting non-perishable uh, food items. So uh, you can bring those. There'll be bins by the doors when you walk in. Um, one of the great ways that we get to partner with our community um, and, and make an impact um, in the Kent and the, in the greater Seattle area. So Fred Meyer Food Drive, thank you again to our amazing partner, Fred Meyer, for all of the work that they do in our community. We're excited to partner with you for another season here. So that's this coming Friday, again, October 13th. And then quick turnaround, the T-Birds, um, October 17th, Tuesday, October 17th. Take on the Brandon Wheat Kings, the first matchup between an Eastern Conference opponent this season for the T-Birds, Brandon fourth currently in the Eastern Division, in the East Division of the Eastern Conference, with a record of three, three, and one. It's our first two for Tuesday of the season. Man, I love Tuesdays. Nothing quite gets me excited for Tuesdays, like all of the amazing things we do on two for Tuesday. So uh, grab your tickets again, come on out. Two for, two for one concessions, lots of great opportunities around the Accesso Shower Center. You're not going to want to miss some of these great games the T-Birds have coming up before they head out onto their six-game road swing of the Eastern Conference. But you're also not going to want to miss their return from that road trip. Friday, November 3rd, T-Birds take on the Spokane Chiefs. It is not just your run-of-the-mill game versus Spokane at the Accesso Shower Center. Again, Friday, November 3rd. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, let me be the first to welcome you uh, and introduce you to Friday, November 3rd, also known as Patrick Marlowe Jersey Retirement Night. T-Birds will be retiring Marlowe's jersey. Uh, again, an incredible legacy, both as a T-Bird, but then again, this amazing NHL career. We're so excited to get to celebrate him. If you were at the uh, banner raising for the T-Birds championship uh, games, it was just an incredible scene at the Showware Center. Uh, and I would imagine we're going to have an incredible scene on Friday, November 3rd. Uh, so as of right now, it is not sold out yet. That could very well change here in the next couple hours before this even gets published. It is not sold out right now. Go get your tickets 
and make sure you don't miss out before it sells out. And then you have to buy them online from somebody sketchy who sends you the ticket and you don't know if it's real. I would not recommend that. Do not buy your tickets online. Go up from somebody else outside of the T-Birds, but get them now. You don't have to worry about any of it. And you can make sure that you're there to join us as we celebrate a legend. It'll be the first T-Birds retirement jersey uh, since the 90s when they retired Glenn Goodall's jersey. So uh, these don't come around very often, folks. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be an awesome time. Again, Friday, November 3rd, Patrick Marlowe, reti Jersey Retirement Night tickets, seattlethunderbirds.com. One final thing to note, uh, not game related, but it is something you can put on your calendar. Uh, the T-Birds are heading to the Auburn Dave and Busters this Saturday, October 14th from 1 to 3 p.m. Come hang out with us, play some games, take some pictures, uh, talk with other fans. It is just going to be an awesome time. We're going to hang out, relax, have some fun, um, and you're not going to want to miss it. So if you are in the Auburn area or if you're not in the Auburn area, if you're up in Everett and there's nothing to do up there, if you're up there, you want to come join us, uh, make your way down to the Auburn Dave and Busters again, 1 to 3 p.m. this Saturday, October 14th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, Dave & Buster's, the one place that you can watch T-Birds on the road this season. So thank you again to um, our amazing partners at Dave & Buster's. But come out and join us this Saturday, October 14th from 1 to 3 p.m. for a great time. All right. We are getting ready to wrap up the first episode of Let's Fly. I can't believe it. It's over already. The good news is we've got so many more of these to come over the next six, seven, and maybe even be eight months. Who knows? Crazier things have happened, uh, and and who knows how fly, how high this team can fly. So one final note I want to leave you with. I want to say a special thank you to two amazing young men, Ashton McNelly and Makai Sanders, who are both put on waivers this week. It is the unfortunate, sad part of junior hockey and the amount of 20 year olds and the amount of old overagers you can carry. Um, but I want to say thank you to both Ashton and Makai for the incredible uh, way that they have represented the Seattle Thunderbirds um, and uh, could not have asked for two uh, amazing, more amazing players uh, to represent the team um, and all that they have contributed in the last couple of seasons. There will be times where I would see somebody just flying around the ice and it was Makai. That guy gave 110% every time he was out on the ice um, and he wasn't afraid of anyone. He wasn't afraid to, to chase after a puck or to, to do whatever he could to put the team in a position to win. So Makai and Ashton, thank you guys. Once a T-Bird, always a T-Bird. Um, and we look forward to seeing you back at the Accesso Shower Center in the years to come um, and celebrate all of, all of the success that you see in life going forward. Thank you both so much for being T-Birds. Well, that is it for us. Uh, episode one in the books. Let's fly. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast, make sure to subscribe. If you want to leave a comment or rate the podcast, we'd very much appreciate it as we get things rolling here. And if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're not watching on YouTube, you can also watch on YouTube. Uh, but if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit like and subscribe. Leave us a comment below on um 
what you're excited about for this year of T-Birds Hockey. If you want to share a note to the podcast, we'll read some of the notes next week, but you can um, email us at tbirdspodcast at outlook.com. But that'll do it. I'm so excited to get another season underway here. Uh, we're We're one game at home down. We've got 30, 34 more, 33 more to go, and hopefully many more as we move into playoffs. That'll do it. We'll see you back at the show here real soon. For now, keep flying T-Birds fans.